whenever dharma decays and adharma dominates i manifest myself for the protection of the good and destruction of the evil i take birth from age to age says shri krishna bhagwan shri krishna then says in whatever way men approach me i come to them in that way gopikas truly worshiped krishna as their husband and krishna became their husband here arjuna took refuge in krishna and he wanted krishna to be his guru krishna became his guru arjuna wanted krishna to be his friend krishna became his friend so here clearly krishna is saying that in whatever way men approach me i come to them in that way Asankarshan Joshi trip Hello ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another Asankarshan Joshi trip this is the chapter 4 of the Bhagavad Gita series this is the yoga of knowledge the science of knowing god so recently we finished chapter 3 so if you haven't checked that out please do check that out one thing that i've realized recently is that studying gita knowing that it's not a one time thing so what i do is that i when i am here when i am talking to you guys i just share the ideas that come fresh out of my mind and also while i'm reading the gita all the ideas that i that come to me right i just express it to you guys but over the period of time what happens is i forget those thoughts so i go back and i listen to my own episodes i listen to the the previous episodes of gita that i did in the gita series i listen to them and i and i relive that moment and i cherish the nuggets of wisdom again so while doing this series right of the of the bhagavad gita ever since i started doing this i've realized that there is no better self help book in this entire world than bhagavad gita the amount of wisdom that it has and the amount of realistic nature of human being that is talked by krishna that is that actually surpassed my imagination when i started reading gita i didn't have expectations uh, to be very honest i just wanted to learn i i was just fascinated and when i started doing this bhagavad gita series right there is so much of self reflection work that i had to do because the nature of human beings that the way how krishna talks ever since the beginning of of humanity the nature has still stayed the same our attachment for the things that we do the the desire in human beings they always stayed the same so this wisdom of bhagavad gita is eternal and now that i'll stop blabbering and let's get into the chapter 4 of bhagavad gita this chapter starts out with shri krishna saying that this yoga of wisdom like this knowledge was first passed on to vivaswat who is the sun god and from him it was passed on to manu who is one of the first human beings manu then passed it on to ikshvaku of the solar dynasty of the kshatriyas handed down in this way the rajarishis or the royal sages knew this wisdom but oh arjuna over the period of time with the passage of time this knowledge was lost on earth today i am preaching this age old wisdom to you because you are my worshipper and you are my friend arjuna then asks krishna vivaswan's birth was before yours 
so how do i comprehend the fact that you pass this wisdom to vivaswan and to that shri krishna says many births of mine have come and gone many births of yours have also come and gone but i remember all of my births i am aware of it while you are not aware of it so this throws insight on the incarnations right of of shri krishna so shri krishna was aware of all of the previous incarnations of the divine lord and this is something that all the great sages of india knew and they were all thriving for was the knowledge of the soul they were all in the pursuit of knowing the soul and when you know the soul you know all the memories attached to that soul so if we dig deeper into the the concept of hinduism and all the things that the the sages strived for it was the knowledge of the soul and uh, krishna it's one of those avataras of of the of the supreme lord where he is a yogi and he is a is a divine realized soul like, like he knows when you see rama or when you see any other any other avataras they were not aware of the of the fact that they are the manifestation of the supreme god so krishna knew that shri krishna then continues saying even though i am unborn even though i am the eternal self even though i am the lord of all beings i abiding in my own cosmic nature or prakriti i take birth i manifest myself through my own maya or power whenever dharma decays and adharma dominates i manifest myself in other words incarnate as an avatar for the protection of the good and destruction of the evil i take birth from age to age says shri krishna bhagwan shri krishna then says he who can perceive the true nature of my divine birth and activity is liberated an enlightened yogi realizes that the spirit comes from him and lives without attachment or entanglement such a yogi becomes one with the cosmos and isn't reborn after death many have existed who lived free from attachment free from fear and anger absorbed in me and taking refuge in me have been purified by the austerity or tapas of wisdom and have reached my state you know this this statement had such a profound impact on me because shri krishna says he who lived free from attachment and fear or anger absorbed in me and takes refuge in me have reached my state which means that see in hinduism and all the philosophies at the core have always been very self exploratory it's about realizing god who is in you so it's not someone saying do this or do that externally it's about realizing things internally and this is this is such a humbling fact that shri krishna says if you live without attachment and or fear or anger and if you absorb yourself with the supreme god if you take refuge in the supreme god then you would reach his state shri krishna then says in whatever way men approach me i come to them in that way all paths men follow lead to me you know the statement of in whatever way men approach me i come to them it reminds me of an incident that took place few years back when i was in college one of my friend questioned he actually stated that 
why do we worship krishna who doesn't deserve to be god because he has so many wives and who he just he just goes around being a lover and and he doesn't have a character and he doesn't deserve to be a god and why do people even worship this stupid guy and these were the exact words that he told though the story behind that is one day narada he goes to a gopika's house and uh, he sees krishna there with that gopika and narada then goes to another house another gopika's house and he sees krishna there he then goes to another gopika's house he sees krishna there everywhere the gopikas worshiped krishna krishna was there so gopikas truly worshiped krishna as their husband and krishna become their, became their husband here arjuna took refuge in krishna and he wanted krishna to be his guru krishna became his guru arjuna wanted krishna to be his friend krishna became his friend so here clearly krishna is saying that in whatever way men approach me i come to them in that way shri krishna then says those who seek success for their material actions they worship god because in the world of humans fruit for their actions yield quickly shri krishna bhagwan then says a fourfold order was created in the society on the basis of men's qualities and action even though i am its author consider me to be inactive and beyond all change shri krishna here says a fourfold order was created in the society based on men's qualities and action so fourfold order is caste system right the brahmin kshatriya vaishya and shudra this is the fourfold order which was created by krishna an interesting point here to notice is that krishna says basis on men's qualities and action not birth let me repeat not birth so we have understood this entire concept very different so someone who's born into a brahmin family we call him brahmin right he gets that brahmanical status and someone who's born into a shudra family he be, i mean he's he's called a shudra and he gets that shudra status so caste is not based on someone's birth it is based on the quality of that man and the actions that he does so someone who's in a someone who's born into a brahmin family if his qualities and if his actions are very demonic in nature he becomes a demon he becomes a rakshasa he's not considered as a brahmin so this this concept we all need to understand which we have gotten this entire concept very wrong so far shri krishna bhagwan then says actions do not cause attachment in me nor do i crave for the fruit of the action he who identifies with the eternal self he who identifies with me and knows my true nature is free from karmic action knowing this wisdom the ancients engaged in their dutiful action so should you arjuna you should engage in your dutiful activity same as the ancients did even the wise is confused about action and inaction therefore i will explain what constitutes true action a knowledge that will free you from evil the nature of karma or action is very difficult to know in order to fully understand the nature of action one has to understand the contrary which is the nature of inaction or wrong action he who is wise he who is a yogi he sees activity in inactivity he sees inactivity in activity mm-hmm.
He has attained the goal of every activity and he is free. Sages call a man wise whose pursuits are not selfish or longing for the results and whose activities are purified by the fire of wisdom. Says Sri Krishna. Indifferent to the fruit of the action, always content and independent, such a person is inactive even while he is engaged in activity. One who is engaged in activity with his body only, without desire, having subdued his mind and heart, does not incur sin. He who is satisfied with what comes to him by chance and sees beyond all dualities of life, such as rich, poor, happy, sad, success, failure, etc. He who is free from envy and remains the same in success or failure, he is free from all karma, says Shri Krishna Bhagavan. All karma or effects of action completely melts away from one who is detached and is free, one whose mind is established in wisdom and whose action is a yagna or a divine offering. Shri Krishna then continues saying, the act of offering is Brahman. The act of yagna or offering to God is Brahman. The fire in which it is offered is Brahman. The offerer himself is Brahman. With mind ever fixed on Brahman, one becomes Brahman. Some yogis offer sacrifices to God. Others sacrifice themselves in the fire of Brahman. Some yogis offer their senses by disciplining their senses with constant control and renounces the objects that excite their senses. Some offer all their senses, the function of the prana or life energy into the fire of yoga in the shape of self-control kindled by wisdom. Some perform sacrifice with material possession. Some offer sacrifices in the shape of austerities or tapas. Others sacrifice through the practice of yoga. Some perform sacrifices or yagna in the shape of wisdom through the study of sacred texts. Some offer exhalation into inhalation and inhalation into exhalation or restrain both inhalation and exhalation, concentrating on breath control. Some regulating their diet offer the life breath into the life breath or the prana or life energy. All these understand the meaning of sacrifice or yagna and remove their sins by it. Those who eat the sacred remains after sacrifice attain to the eternal Brahman. Success is not attained by sacrifice in this world. Then how do you think you would attain success without sacrificing into the other worlds or the world beyond? Oh Arjuna, questions Sri Krishna. Sri Krishna then says, Many forms of sacrifices have been explained in those sacred scriptures or Vedas. Know that all of them are derived from activity, from doing. Knowing this, you shall be liberated. Greater than all material sacrifices is the sacrifice through wisdom, the divine offering through wisdom. Because all activities without exception culminates into wisdom. Gain this wisdom by bowing down to your guru or teacher, by questioning them, by serving them. The wise or the guru who has realized the truth will teach you this wisdom or knowledge. Know this and you will never fall into confusion, says Sri Krishna Bhagavan. O Arjuna, by realizing this knowledge, you will see all the beings in self and you will see all the beings in me. Even if you are a greatest of sinners, you will cross over all evil 
on this raft of knowledge alone shri krishna bhagwan then says as a well lit fire consumes fuel o arjuna so does the fire of knowledge reduces all activity to ashes there is nothing in this world as purifying as knowledge one who is well grounded in yoga will discover this in the course of time in himself for himself one who has faith and concentration and has subdued his senses attains knowledge having gained knowledge he speedily attains the supreme peace but one who is in the state of ignorance lacking faith and doubting perishes neither this world nor that is beyond can give him happiness he who has surrendered activity through yoga he who has destroyed doubt through conviction and he who is self possessed meaning being one with the eternal self is not bounded by the actions they perform therefore with the sword of wisdom cut down this doubt born out of ignorance that dwells in your heart stand firm in yoga and rise up o arjuna says shri krishna bhagwan and that's the end of chapter 4 ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening and uh, chapter 4 the yoga of knowledge the science of finding god i hope that this chapter was as liberating to you guys as it was to me some really interesting perspectives i got to learn through this episode and this podcast is available on audio as well as video if you want a video version head to the youtube if you want an audio version head to spotify geosavan gana apple podcast and google podcast that's about it ladies and gentlemen stay tuned for the further episodes of the bhagavad gita series hope you guys liked it thank you so much and jai shri krishna Asankarshan Joshi trip